Shea butter and popcorn. <laughs> okay, let's start the show. Season 4の準備をしなさい。Preparati per la stagione 4. Sit back, relax, and listen. Friday's gonna have you glistening. Get ready for a real good vibe. Shea butter and popcorn. Now live. Okay, hold on. Hold on. Hold on. Let me give myself a note. <laughs> that I make sure I don't mess it up. I just realized that.、Um, I love this. <laughs> four. So, okay. Okay. <laughs> Welcome to Shea Butter and Popcorn with Taj and Chels, season four, episode 25. Shea Butter and Popcorn is the all inclusive podcast where your neighborly film fanatics review our favorite films and shows. This is where real life and cinema intersect. My name is Chelsea,、okay. aka Chels, singer, actor, blogger, podcaster, and all around movie lover. And it's your girl Tajiana here, also known as Taj, actor, filmmaker, love bro, black stories, black narratives, black everything. Welcome or welcome back to、yes. episode 25, season finale. Oh, it's the season four send off. Season four send off. Season four. Ooh, ooh. All the season four. All、right. the season four. <laughs> <laughs> as soon as you do something like this, you ready? Y'all, what? I'm done. We're <laughs> live, y'all.、Um, if you didn't notice.、Um, <laughs> for those of y'all streaming, hello. Yes, your ears.、What's、we are、up? live. For those online, on social media, we're live. We're streaming.、Um, hello. What? And we're both、I'm、outside.、Good. We outside. Period. We sync. We can't sync. So if you hear the birds chirping, it's a joyous occasion. Okay. <laughs> 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 oh my god, yes, we're outside. It's beautiful, it's wonderful. You know, if you hear anything、um, passing by, my apologies. Ignore. <laughs> ignore it, it's fine, whatever. We're having fun. It's summertime, you know, it's the end of June already. What? How? What? How did we do this? What is time? <laughs> I don't know her. Oh my god, this year is like we're halfway through 2021. Yeah, that's so weird. What is happening?、So、weird. That's it was just New Year's. What are you talking about? Oh my god, you know, and it's you know, I, I, I rebuke the 2020 part two, but it's like, we, yeah, it's <laughs> we still, we still trucking, we're still trying. <laughs> but then it's like、uh, that meme, I don't know if you guys have seen it on Twitter, and the dog is like. On the computer, and there's these explosions outside, and it's like, oh, oh my God. God. <laughs> trying to like work.、Yeah. Like, also, the this is fine meme with the fire in the background. This is fine. Because <laughs>、oh、it's just、God. like, there's only so much that you can do. You, you feel me? So, yeah. It's oh Why do you think you're a, a candidate for this job? Well, it's、um, <laughs> like, you're getting shot. <laughs> Well, one thing about me is that I'm a hard worker. I am <laughs> like, what are you doing? <laughs> oh my gosh, I have not seen that one. I don't think I've seen that one. That's hilarious. I need to see that. <laughs> oh man, but you know what? Stay positive, stay optimistic, you guys. We love you guys. 
we hope this yes. so far has been fun, you know, and your quarantine kicked back because, you know, you have to keep your head up. You have to keep your head right. up. There's so much mess going keep on. Keep your head up. Come on, y'all. Yeah. Come on, y'all. Speaking of chaos. <laughs> Speaking of chaos. This episode today is cryptic and apocalyptic, so. Because this is where we're at. This is where we're at right now. This is where we live. You know, this is the home. You know, you got so much stuff going on. You got people passing. You got drama. Keep you dancing. Got, you know, just keep dancing. It's like, hey, it's fine. Cryptic and apocalyptic. <laughs> we'll be fine. But this season, season four for me, has been the most fun, hands down. I've had the most fun with this. This has been so cool. I just love it. You know, it's yeah. obviously gone outrageously fast, you know. But it's exciting yeah. to discover everything that we did and all this different cinema with our listeners. And, you know, it's, I've had a blast. I had a yeah, time. it's been awesome. Mm-hmm. Fun, fun time discovering all these different topics and genres and subgenres. And it's just been super fun um, angles to, you know, come at. So I'm excited. Yeah. yeah. Hope you all oh. enjoy this one. For sure. For sure. My gosh, I had you run down sometime soon. <laughs> Maybe next <laughs> My favorite episode because mm-hmm. this has been like mm-hmm. so fun. Oh my gosh. Uh, so, right. first up for me, let's get into our movies is Nomad yes. Land 2021, directed and written by Chloe Zhao. And it's available on Hulu. I'm sure most of you guys have heard it. It's a very, very popular film. Um, it's an uh, Oscar darling, you know, it's a, dominated the streaming sites around award season, you know, producers guild. It's won all these accolades and stuff. And it has 94% rating on Rotten Tomatoes with 85% of Google users enjoying it. So it did pretty well. Um, so the movie's about a woman in her sixties who loses everything. I mean, everything. Okay. Um, in the great recession and she embarks on this journey through the American West and she lives as a van dwelling modern day nomad and she lives in her car y'all this is so wild um it's very well done and beautifully told and the film what is so interesting about it is that it has a lot of real people in this movie and um these people are not actors you know they're just regular Joes which I think is so cool and, and very um artistic um and you can tell you know um they even film inside a real Amazon warehouse. I was like, very interesting. Very, very cool. Stars Francis McDormand, um, David Strathairn. I hope I'm saying that right. Linda May and Swanky. And so the synopsis is in 2011, Fern, played by Francis McDormand, she loses her job after the U.S. Um, gypsum plant in Empire, Nevada completely shuts down. Um, she worked there for years along with her husband who recently died. So Fern decides to sell most of her belongings and purchase a van um, to live in and to travel the country searching for work. Um, She takes a seasonal job at Amazon uh, Fulfillment uh, Center uh, throughout the winter. And, uh, you know, she just can't keep from living on the road. Like that's just her life charge. Like that's her cross to, to carry in a way. It's just what she's prone to do because I feel like she has no home and you feel her sadness. It's very a melancholic m- movie, you know, um, her sister, there's this poignant scene I want to highlight without giving the movie away. Um, her sister's a heart to heart about missing her and wishing that they could share life together, but she's, you know, so nomadic, you know, it kind of breaks your heart. Um, and the leader of this van RV crew that she has um, is headed by Bob Wells and who is playing himself. 
This is a real guy. I was like, what? When I researched it. Um, and he is a van dweller. And, you know, Fern opens up and she has this kind of like therapy session about losing her husband and all of this. And then Bob shares a story of his own loss with his son and, and things that he went through with his son and, and suicide. And he lets her know. And uh, no, I'm not giving anything away because it's in the trailer. Um, <laughs> goodbyes aren't final in the nomadic community. You know, it's always members promising to see each other down the road. So it's like, oh, I'll see you down the road, you know? Um, and I thought that was very poignant. You know, it's like, it's not goodbye. See you later. I'll see you down the road. I'll, you know, until um, next time makes me think that of the so song. Sweet. It's so sweet. One sweet that is so sweet. Mariah Carey and Boys to Men. It makes me think of that song. So. Oh my gosh. Mm-hmm. I'm triggered because <laughs> my siblings work at the Amazon Fulfillment Center. <laughs> so I'm like, oh my gosh. No, but that's really, that that scene sounds very tender. Yeah, it's very, very, very sweet. And it's very therapeutic for people that have lost people. And it, it can be kind of cryptic in that way if you lost loved ones and, and things like that and, and stuff. And just with my life of people I've lost in the past and stuff. And um, <clears throat> just think about it, it's been a hard year. And yeah, it's, it's very, it's a good movie, you know. And I think people should definitely stream that, check that out. Next up for me, <laughs> it's a little bit lighter subject matter, but also just as crazy. Um, this is Flack 2019. Um, season one is available on Amazon Prime, and it's created by Oliver Lansley. 72% rating on Rotten Tomatoes. I don't know why this movie, this show is so good. It's almost like a movie, you know. Um, it's really, really entertaining. 81% of Google users enjoyed the show. And Flack is a British drama about a take-no-prisoners public relations professional named Robin, played by Anna Paquin, um, American actress from True Blood and films like The Piano, where she won Academy Award, um, who's an American working for a London-based firm. And when I saw it, when I was, you know, uh, being a cash potato quarantine, I was like, what is this? I'm always trying to find new interesting things to watch. And this is so entertaining. She's unflappable in her PR job, her ability to get her um, high profile and very wayward, ill-behaved celebrity clients out of potentially embarrassing situations is just unparalleled. Because when I tell you these celebs are tripping, like, these people are crazy on the show. I'm like, what? And it's so funny because, like, you know, art imitates life. I'm like, dang, this is insane. It's <laughs> like that in real life. <laughs> Like they, these people, yeah. are like they got some problems, okay, and they're so famous. Right. Like, oh, we gotta control damage control. Ah, don't let them know, you know. However, you know, um, her ability to get her clients out of potentially embarrassing uh, situations and her ability to do that um, doesn't really translate in her own life because she can't get um, herself out of the messes that she makes, even though she gets her clients out of mess, which I thought was very interesting. Um, She's trying to get her own life back on track while juggling her job. Um, it's very addicting. Lydia Wilson plays Robin's sister, Eve, um, as well as veteran actor of the stage and screen, Sophie Opinedo, love her, plays Caroline, Robin's tough as nails boss. Rebecca Benson plays Melody, the ingenue yet naive assistant for Robin. Genevieve Angelson plays the wildly problematic co-worker, Ruth, and Daniel Day Kim is even in this joint as Arinze Kinney. Um, um, oh, not. Well, he doesn't play Arinze Kinney. Excuse me. Daniel Day Kim is in this movie, but Arinze Kinney plays um, Sam's. 
<laughs> plays Sam, who is Robin's long-suffering boyfriend who wants to start a family soon, but she's just not trying to hear any of that. She's just like, no, no thanks. Thanks, but no thanks, you know, because she's very, she's very selfish. And she's very, like, commanding presence, and she's very controlling, but, like, that can come back to bite you. She's just really dramatic. That's me. Um, come on. She's an alpha female, <laughs> which I love, but she's also, like, come on. Yeah. it's a little too much kind of like when it's like okay you're the main character of earth but like how long are you gonna be playing this part you know what i'm saying Uh, oh yeah it's very lonely lonely like that you know um but she has her own issues her mother committed suicide in new york and her and her sister just pick up the pieces afterwards and you know robin she's a serial cheater she has a coke problem you know and the mountains that the PR firm like moves to spin the story in their way is just diabolical. I'm like, who are these people? Like, what are y'all doing? You know, you have them pulling stunts like, you know, staging sex tapes for teen stars who are ready to shed the good girl image, marrying gay soccer stars to straight women because they need to appear heterosexual. Like, this is the stuff that goes on in the show cover up a veteran actor's child pornography lawsuit. It's a mess. I'm like, who are these people? And what was scary to me was like, okay, does this like, does this happen for real? <laughs> you started asking yourself. Because this is a dramatization. So I'm like, the real thing is just that. Most wow. definitely. Yes. Yeah. I'm just like. The world is so evil. That's a lot. That's chaotic. That's a lot going on. But like, I. <sighs> I need peace and love. I can't with y'all being crazy, please. Nirvana, Kurt Cobain. Um, <laughs> I can't with y'all. I nope. Next slide, please. Um, so that's that one. Um, next up for me is Lockdown 2021, directed by Doug Lehman, written by Stephen Knight. And it's available on HBO Max. It's very cute. I mean, the film got dragged, so I'm not even going to, you know, a 43% rating Rotten Tomatoes, but I think it's worth a watch. I think y'all are tripping. I really loved it. I laughed out loud. It encompasses the entire drama around being in the house, cabin fever, and COVID-19, and like working from home and getting on your partner or roommate or whoever you're living with, getting on their last nerve. It's hilarious. Um, So the synopsis, just as they decide to separate, Linda and Paxton find life has other plans when they're stuck at home in a mandatory lockdown. So cohabitation's proven to be a challenge, but you know, it brings them together in the most surprising way. It stars Anne Hathaway and Chua Chual Iljafor. Uh Dulé Hill and his real life wife, Jasmine Simone, play husband and wife, and friends of Linda um, <laughs> and Paxton. Ben Stiller plays Linda's boss. That scene alone is alone is hilarious. Just watch it for the Zoom scene when Linda's, you know, tasked with firing her co-workers on Zoom. It's insane. I'm like, what is this movie? Um, Paxton, he's only able to get jobs as a delivery truck driver due to an assault arrest 10 years prior, and he's upset with how his life has turned out. So due to stores being shut down, there's a limited amount of drivers available for high-value deliveries. So Paxton's boss reaches out and asks him to make runs under false identity for him. And then Linda, who is the CEO at a fashion company, is tasked with clearing out inventory at a nearby Harrods department store and so she realizes their delivery schedules at the store overlap and Paxton wouldn't get past the security checkpoint Linda has set up so the heist is kind of insane but it's really funny because then they 
they bond together to pull off this heist. So it's a heist movie, but at the same time, it's kind of like a uh, comedy and like melodramatic moments in, in some points because Linda, you know, she kind of hates her job and she hates um, how they operate at her workplace and her humanity kind of seeps through and her humanity seeps through because of um, COVID and being in the house. And it's really poignant to see that. So that's that one. Last up for me this week is Dick Johnson is Dead 2020, directed by Kirsten Johnson, available on Netflix. This got 100% rating on Rotten Tomatoes, and it should. 87% of Google users enjoyed it. I love that they gave this 100 because it was really, really good. It premiered at the 2020 Sundance Film Festival, where it won the Special Jury Award for Innovation in Nonfiction Storytelling. And this is a beautiful documentary. Um, it's about this woman, <laughs> Kirsten, and her father nears the end of his life. Um, filmmaker Kirsten Johnson stages his death in an inventive and comical way to help them both face the inevitable you know because he has alzheimer's and um her father um suffers from really bad dementia and portraying in different ways some of them violent accidents in which he could ultimately die so even though it sounds dark it's just hilarious the way they film this and in each scenario the elderly johnson plays along with his daughter's black humor and imaginative fantasies and it's so sweet and funny at the same time, it can be heartbreaking. And he used to be like this really in demand um, psychiatrist. And he slowly started losing his mind by like, it started slowly with like double booking people with appointments. And, you know, um, even after he was retired, he would be up at three in the morning with his suit on, you know, in the waiting room looking for his next appointment and stuff like that. So just it was really poignant to see, um, even though it's such a sad subject, it's cool to bring that to light about Alzheimer's and what it's really like and documentary style and real life form for so many people that have relatives that struggle with those, um, you know, that sickness. And her mom had previously passed of um, dementia as well. So that's why she's so protective of her father. It was like, hey, you can't drive anymore. You can't do this anymore. You got to let us step up and, you know, let me step up and take care of you type of thing. And that was something that she had to get used to because her father and he, her father's like, you know, I'm just your annoying little brother now, you know, I'm just waiting for you to come back from work and all this. And cause she's an in-demand camera woman. And it's just, it's a beautiful film. I feel like everybody should watch that. Dick Johnson is dead. It's on Netflix. Those are my films for this week that are cryptic and apocalyptic in their own way. As you can tell cryptic with certain, certain things that may seem like, you know, into the world stuff, whether it's like covering up celebrities and, their, you know, meltdowns and breakdowns or, you know, apocalyptic in the way that you see the age and time showing on your parents' faces, which I thought was really deep. So hope you enjoyed my films for this week. Taj, you let me know what yours are. Yeah, I think that's so, like, talk about innovative. <laughs> like, definitely well-deserved award, um, like, coming from that angle and, like, just, wow, him agreeing, I was reading it about it when I saw that you picked this and I was just like wow for your father to agree to do that and stuff like that just amazing um but I am over here um dying <laughs> myself um drink water and then it just like hits my trachea not the trachea <laughs> I'm over here on mute um literally having an apocalypse myself um going into my pics <laughs> my throat is like tweaking um perfect timing <laughs> anyhow um starting it off with a classic um one that 
Um, you know, I definitely am like, you know, such a big fan of, of Will in general, but also like um, this genre, I feel like I don't touch as much. So I'm like super excited to talk about some that I've watched and then some that I'm looking forward to um, putting on my watch list. Um, but starting off with I Am Legend, 2007 sci-fi horror, um, as y'all know, or if you don't know, um, it's basically a post-apocalyptic action thriller film. And it's loosely based on the uh, 1954 novel of the same name by Richard Matheson. Um, So, yeah, um, it stars Will Smith, directed by Francis Lawrence, um, from a screenplay by Akiva Goldsman and Mark Podosovich. Um, And it also stars U.S. Army virologist Robert Neville. So it got a 68% on Rotten uh, Rotten Tomatoes, which I don't understand. Um, 92% of Google uses like this movie once again with this ratio. I don't know what's going on, but, um, you can watch it on Netflix. So basically Will Smith's character is a brilliant, um, scientist, um, and is a survivor of a man-made plague that transforms humans into bloodthirsty mutants. What? He wanders alone through New York city, calling out for other possible survivors and works on finding a cure for the plague using his own immune blood. So, um, Neville knows he is badly outnumbered and the odds are against him. And all the while, the infected wait for him to make a mistake that will deliver him into their hands. Um, this film is so, oh my gosh. I just think that the, the cinematography is so conducive to the storyline. Like even just the movie poster alone, like looking at, oh my gosh, can we talk about the dog? Like <laughs> looking at Will with this dog and like walking through these streets and having all these tracking shots and like, all of this stuff that just looks, you know, it just looks like, okay, it's sad time. Um, and having, you know, this film that, you know, having mutants in general and having that like suspense of like, okay, what's going to happen next? Like, you know, are they going to succeed in this or, you know, are they going to be overpowered because they're outnumbered? And I feel like that's always the case with like these types of films. Um, and yeah, it actually was released around Christmas time or close to Christmas and it opened to the largest ever box office uh, for a non-Christmas film released in the U.S. Uh, during December, which was really interesting, and was the seventh highest grossing film of 2007, earning uh, $256 million domestically and um, $329 million <laughs> internationally for a total of 585, which is, wow. Um, they've received mixed, you know, mixed reviews. Um, basically, most of the positive praise going towards Will Smith's performance, of course, but criticism focused on the divergences from the novel, particularly the ending. So I haven't read the novel, but um, I can understand why that would be um, something to critique uh, when you have something that's actually sort of a, an adaptation. So um, yeah, you should definitely watch this movie if you haven't. I think it's a very classic, like, apocalyptic um movie once again it's on netflix so hurry up and watch it before they take it off um yeah it's won multiple awards and i feel like it's just a very good like it has a very good strong story and you know obviously having a very strong you know lead actor like that and just having the storyline that's like you know so suspenseful so you know he's the king of sci-fi action at this point so y'all already know what it is <laughs> go watch the movie um my next one is, oh my gosh, it comes at night. <laughs> I was telling Chelsea earlier, I was like, my mom loves these types of films. Um, it's um, it's more like horror um, mystery, but still having that like cryptic apocalyptic theme um, threaded into the storyline. Of course, anything that, you know, <laughs> it's 
2024 comes out with is going to be like something weird. So we already know what it is. Um, but it is a psychological um, horror film specifically. But um, uh, it's written and directed by Trey Edward Schultz. Um, so I'm super excited. It stars um, it stars a whole bunch of heavy hitters. Um, but I am always excited about Kelvin Harrison Jr. <laughs> Kelvin! Kelvin, if you're watching Kelvin. this. Yeah. But yeah. Um, hey, Kelvin. <laughs> you're like, how many times this season are you going to mention projects with Kelvin in it? Um, but no, this is um, this is a 2017 film. Uh-huh. Um, this is also on Netflix. So if you want to watch It Comes at Night, it's also on Netflix. Um, but the 2.4 to 5 million budget and did 20 million at the box office. So pretty good. Um, basically, it's also post. So after a mysterious apocalypse uh, leaves the world with a few survivors, two families are forced to share a home and an uneasy alliance to keep the outside evil at bay only to learn that the true horror may come from within. Spooky. Um, <laughs> some questions that viewers are asking, if you look at the people, people also ask, what is the point of the movie? It comes at night. Is there a monster? <laughs> um, what is the disease? Um, it's always interesting to look at people's questions and like what the you know reviews are. Um, so yeah, basically taking place in like a de- desolate, you know, um space um it's you know it kind of sounds familiar right a highly contagious uh disease basically you know ravages uh the planet and as they you know have to encounter the challenges that comes with you know being the last people on earth like i don't know what i would do in that situation i always think of like if i was in these movies in real life i always try to think of like what would i do um but it is very interesting to see how you know um, it played out without trying to give y'all too much in the movie, but um, it is interesting to see how things play out when, you know, at the start of the movie to the end, like, is everybody going to stay alive? Is everybody going to make it? Um, so just, it's very interesting to see um, how apocalyptic movies come from that angle of like, you know, I just watched um, that, what is that movie? It's the the movie with the, um, I should have talked about that one, the crocodile movie um oh, where yeah. they're fighting you know um oh, because of the storm and stuff um that's a really good one too i remember she rented it oh my god it's so good because it seems so outlandish i love when it's like the plot don't make yeah. sense it's like what a giant crocodile but that crocodile was trying to eat them and there was multiple, um, there's multiple in the scene. I know this is adding a bonus, but <laughs> that scene, like, oh my gosh, just at the end, when you thought it was going to be one that came through the window, but then it was like a, a object instead. That was just, I don't know. I watched it with my sister and my mom and we were just like yelling the whole time. Exactly. Like, on her daddy because if y'all didn't see that, see her, it, dad? Sorry, her dad was up underneath the, the house. <laughs> he was up under the houses. <laughs> And I was so scared for him. And once again, the question of like, are there going to, is everybody going to make it? Cause I'm like, if they, you know, I don't want to give it away, but it's like, if something happens, I'm going to be upset. So it's just with these types of movies, it's always a, it's always a added suspense of like, not only is it just a apocalypse going on yeah. or that just passed, but also like, how is this going to pan out from beginning to the end? Of the way to go though. <laughs> Like, yeah, that's actually like, crocodile or like anaconda when it's a giant. Yeah, no, like that sucks. Like, <laughs> my anaconda joke 
Absolutely not. Um, I'm like that, uh, like the uh, zebra in the Red Bull commercial. I don't know if y'all saw it, but the zebra's mm. drinking her uh, Red Bull. Oh, and the crocodile man. tries to eat her and she goes into the water and she comes out with a crocodile bag. Her. She said, you ain't gonna get me today. You ain't gonna get me. You killed him and made a bag. I said, yes, queen. Red Bull gives you a Innovative queen. <laughs> That's hilarious. Um, no, but all of the things related to this topic. So, yeah, definitely go watch it. Once again, it's on Netflix. Um, and yeah, <laughs> speaking of which, going more into our more into our realism, um, I haven't gotten around to watching um, the next two, but Pandemic 2016, it is not rated. <laughs> it's wrong. Um, but it is an um, action horror that they apparently, um, I'm sure you can rent it on YouTube, but they also um, got it on uh, Apple uh, TV as well, um, or I'm sure you buy it off like the yeah iTunes like Apple whatever. Uh, you can buy it off there, or rent it. Um, didn't get really good reviews. I remember hearing about it a lot, but 44% on Rotten Tomatoes, 60% of Google users like this movie, um, and so <laughs> I'm pretty sure they didn't know what was coming. Um, <laughs> but it's uh, uh, basically um, sci-fi thriller film. Um, directed by John Suits and written by Justin T. Benson. So uh, Rachel Nichols stars as a doctor who leads a group to find survivors of a worldwide pandemic. Oh my gosh. Um, and the interesting thing about this film, besides the fact that it's, you know, it's after a devastating virus outbreak, hello, um, and the world is basically plunged into this state of chaos. Um, zombies are roaming the streets um, while survivors fight to stay alive. And with the human race being under threat, um, an armed rescue team target the undead. Very interesting. Um, aside from that, the interesting thing about the film is that it is shot in a first-person POV, similar to first-person shooter video games. So I thought that was really interesting, which intrigued me about it, which makes me want to watch it. Um, movie poster is very intriguing as well. Um, so I, I think it's always interesting when you put like unconventional, uh, jobs or careers, um, like, you know, having, um, a doctor coming to, you know, like placing a doctor in a pandemic, um, centered film, um, obviously makes sense, but like having them meet up with all, all these other folks, um, and like just the travel element and having all of these different layers of like, whoa, like what's going on. Um, I thought, I thought that was interesting. So I'm very excited to to watch and I think that like <laughs> it's gonna be different watching it through the lens of like currently still trying to fizzle out of the pandemic um and so yeah just fizzle putting in perspective it. corona <laughs> yeah <laughs> what, wow. comes, what comes at night it <laughs> right it it comes at night um yeah so it's <laughs> I think it's it's interesting because on IMDb it's like storyline set in the near future it's like so y'all manifested this. They manifested um, it. Vaxiana. <laughs> my gosh. If you ain't if you ain't Vaxiana by now, you ain't rolling with the gang this summer. No. <laughs> that that cracked me up all of these past few months. But um I definitely think it's interesting, like apocalyptic movies are framed from a point of view of like, oh, if this was to ever happen in the future, and it's like, y'all do know that we have like disease and stuff. And like historically, we've had disease and stuff. So it's like, this is not too far off, except for like with the whole zombie thing, that element, I can understand that's more, you know, fantastical. But other than that, I'm like, y'all better be careful. 
<laughs> saying stuff. But um, yeah, I think it's a very interesting thing to kind of comment on humanity in that way. Um, because when it comes to apocalyptic movies also, um, is like the, it's always a question of like, you know, who has more of a moral compass than others, you know, people trying to, you know, scavenge for, you know, uh, just like resources. You have, uh, movies that are kind of cryptic, like Bird Box that we've talked about in the past and things like that, you know, fighting till the end, Hunger Games. So, you know, storylines that kind of have that like element of like, not only do you have to survive whatever this thing is that you're fighting, but also like who has the, who is the most human um, and like just kind of shining a, a light and putting a mirror up to society and, and um, humanity and being like, you know, how, how human are we and how can we, I don't know, make this situ- situation like <laughs> equitable for everybody. Um, it's very, very interesting. Um, so yeah, go watch it um, with me. <laughs> Z Nation um, is a show uh, that is on Netflix, which looks super dope. Um, this came out in 2014 and is a, they got many, many categories. It's a action horror comedy drama, post-apocalyptic TV series. <laughs> um, and so um, I'm very interested. It says it's produced by The Asylum, so I know it's going to be wild. Um, but yeah, it um, was filmed in the Spokane, Washington area. So shout out to y'all. Um, it has, uh, so the first season of uh, 13 episodes actually premiered on September 12th, um, 2014. So basically 92% of the Google users like this TV show. Um, I don't know where Rotten Tomatoes is at on here, but it says 6.7 out of 10 on IMDb. So people kind of rocking with it. Um, I don't know. I feel like I, you know, want to watch a show that's centered on, you know, apocalyptic stuff. Um, and see like how it plays out over multiple episodes. I think that's very interesting. So basically, uh, several years since a zombie virus swept across America, there's only one person who goes by Jess Murphy, uh, known to have survived the infection, the world's last hope at creating a vaccine. The last functioning viral lab needs blood for him um, or from him for its antibodies, but the facility is in California and the man is in New York. What is up with the New York <laughs> the previous movie just I don't know um that's the same location um situation of traveling it was very interesting um but uh, a ragtag group of strangers um they work to transport him to the west coast um but his dark secret remains hidden which could threaten everyone oh my gosh not a secret so Hammond and his second in command Garnett initially lead the group of the living, later replaced by Lieutenant Warren and computer hawker Citizen Z, helps everyone navigate through the zombie-infested terrain. When the group meets a man in Colorado, he offers to take Murphy the rest of the way to California. When nuclear weapons are launched, people head into survival mode and become desperate to find a cure. So I feel like this is definitely resonating with, like, kind of this these past few months that we've been in. Um, shout out to my, my first dose of vaccine. Um, I think that yeah, yeah. For the listening, she done showed her bandaid. Everybody with their bandaid in their vaccine card. Um, I don't know why we need to show it. No, but um, I that was so unnecessary. So I apologize. Um, but I think that it's very interesting because it's kind of in that same realm of like you know fighting to find a cure. So I think that's this is an interesting angle to come from of like you know um you know creating vaccination lab trying to get it, you know, administered, you know, similar type of thing of like, you know, once again, the survival of the fittest fight till the end type of like 
um, perspective that you can kind of come from with these types of uh, storylines. So I'm very interested in like at least watching um, a few of the episodes and seeing, you know, uh, where it goes from there. But I think that that's a very, very interesting thing. Once again, you know, creating this in 2014, I don't think they knew. <laughs> I don't think they knew. I wonder what the creators of these types of shows and movies think. Like, ah, <laughs> like, oh, we, you know, not that it's their fault, but like, oh, dang, like I made something that is like now a part of our direct, our direct reality. Um, so that's very interesting to me. But I look forward to watching it and seeing what these people do and having, you know, this, you know, person, I don't know, just that type of secret is a lot. So I'm trying to see how this plays out. Um, but uh, I'm, I'm very, very interested in watching it. So watch it with me on Netflix. Um, and those are all my picks for cryptic, apocalyptic. Yes. Um, I'm super excited to watch those. Oh my gosh. Yeah, Z Nation sounds very interesting. I think it's interesting whenever they yeah. do. Because I, I feel like you have movies like Armageddon and like mm-hmm. those other ones. Sorry if y'all hear this plane going by. But, um, <laughs> I know, ones. all of my noise. Right? There's like Armageddon, like these movies where it's like, ah, you know, Apollo 13. It's like, oh my God, in the world, right? Some of all fears. You can do that all day, but like when you do it in an episodic format, it's like, well, wait, what's next? And, when it's always yeah. not like you're hanging off the edge of your seat each episode right because right. they actually fortunately got a uh, canceled after five seasons um but it, they're talking about how like before the walking dead the idea of a zombie tv show was just like what is this gonna be a major yeah. hit we don't really know yeah so. no one's gonna like that but then like everyone loved it like oh my sister's obsessed with walking dead and Right. Walking Dead and <laughs> Walking yeah. Dead and Walking Dead <laughs> with Sleep and <laughs> 3.0, Yeah, that's very interesting. Yeah, I gotta catch All up with that. Yeah, it's very interesting this genre and um, just like putting in um I've been having some recent uh conversations with some um folks and artists and stuff, just like our relationship to death and just like these you know more morbid types of things like you know having a certain maybe positive is not the right verbiage but like having a more of an accepting disposition and healthy relationship um, with death can be a very um can be a a good coping mechanism or just um a, a more a more healthy outlook in general when it comes to like these types of things so like not letting this be like a whole like oh my gosh you know I don't know once again the zombies if we get zombies on earth I'm just going bye um, I'm done. Elon Musk, take me to space. <laughs> no, I'm joking. <laughs> but <laughs> I think that it's it's very interesting, and we should yeah. definitely. Uh, you know, I used to be scared of like you know, oh, like watching movies like that. But like, like when, uh, Arrival. Yeah. What? Two thousand. What is it? Twenty eleven. Twenty twelve. Which one was it? What's the name of the movie? All those movies. Twenty twelve. Uh, contact, arrival, um, all that with space and like Annihilation, Natalie Portman, all those movies are like, yeah. Am it's I so moving much. my hand in front of my face or was it predestined by the alien who is, you know, subjected Goodbye. to control me? Yeah. Looking to move now. <laughs> We're in a simulation if you guys didn't know. You guys, we've been in, y'all didn't know? We've been? Y'all know we're in a simulation. Terrible. Yeah, this is, oh my gosh. Um, what a great way to 
talk about endings in a in a way and yeah. end off the season with with this. So um boom. Um <laughs> yeah, I'm I'm super excited to watch these. And, yeah, I'm, um, and I'm excited just for like more stuff to come out and like just because too with like movie theaters, I know they're slowly reopening and all this other stuff. People that like me that aren't like ready to go out, it's like mm-mm. it's nice that there's so much on streaming. Yeah, exactly. Um, oh, here comes another truck. But like, uh, <laughs> you know, HBO Max and stuff and all those yeah. that are coming. Yeah, that's totally fair. Yeah, being able to have these streaming sites um, it's been a, a real treat, a real blessing. So, mm-hmm. um, yeah, these apocalyptic films and shows, um, you know, talking so about much- endings is just great. Yeah. For sure. There's so much more to watch. There's so much more to see and stream. So, you know, that's why we're going to take this summer break and watch some more stuff. So oh, yeah. We'll be back in the fall, you guys. Don't worry. Thank you all so much for listening. Um, the season by far has been one of my favorites. You know? um, oh, yeah. Hands down. It's because just being able to be quarantined and like watch all these different things to do all these different things has been really, really cool. So, yeah. It's awesome. I'm excited. Thank y'all for listening and watching. Yes. (laughs) Um, Follow us on social media to stay updated with all things Shea Butter. Um, Follow us on Twitter at Shea Butter Pop, on Instagram at Shea Butter Pop Porn, or follow us individually. You can follow me at Chesapeake Music on Twitter and IG. You can follow me at Tajiana Okachuku on Instagram and at Tajiana Tumut on Twitter. Yes. Follow us. Let us know what you thought. Let us know. Let us know what you want to see next season. You feel me? Let us know what you want to watch in the summer. What are you excited about that's coming out? Let us know. Yes, we're here for you. you know. <laughs> right. We are here for you. Help yes. me to help you. Um, yeah. <laughs> All right. Until next Bye. time. Bye.